The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event details on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Late Show. I am your host, Stephen Colbert. You know, I've had... We, really... We've had a lot of fun this week making jokes about Kevin McCarthy losing in the most humiliating fashion possible. <laughs> but am I got to ask, at what point does it become sad <laughs> to watch him get repeatedly dragged through the town square while the village idiots pelt him with rotting garbage? <laughs> Not at this point, because this is still a lot of fun. <laughs> By now, it's really clear that every day McCarthy attempts to become speaker is just another unnecessary but enjoyable sequel, which is why we're covering all the lowlights in a segment we're calling Mamma Mia, Here He Lose Again. <laughs> Waterloo, running for speech he shouldn't do. Or don't, 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 don't. Let me catch you up. Let me catch y'all up. On Tuesday, Tuesday, right? Because the Monday was the thing. On Tuesday, on Tuesday, Kevin McCarthy tried to get elected speaker, but he lost three times. But then on Wednesday, lost three more times. <laughs> you may be sensing a pattern. After the second day of defeat, a desperate McCarthy offered the rebels anything and everything, including his balls and a little moleskin purse. Okay? There you go. A little latch, a little latch on top. He promised the Freedom Caucus two seats on the powerful House Rules Committee, guaranteed that one of the PACs that he's associated with would stay neutral in all future Republican primaries, and he gave in on the one thing he said he would never give in on, allowing a single lawmaker to force a snap vote at any time to oust him from the speakership. Wow, that is a really weak position to take in what is essentially a job interview. Uh... <laughs> My greatest strength, uh, probably that I'm so easy to fire. <laughs> Watch. Security. See you Monday. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> ooh, ooh, wait. 
after these concessions, McCarthy was feeling pretty hopeful that progress was being made incrementally toward his victory. As he told reporters, I crawl before I walk. I walk before I run. Oh, that reminds me of the ancient riddle. What walks on four legs in the mornings, two legs in the afternoon, and is never going to be Speaker of the House? Mm -hmm. Riddle me this, uh, Oedipus. Anyway, Kevin shook off those first two days of losing three times, came into the chamber today with a pep in his step, and lost four more times. So far. So far. Why? Why? I don't understand. That, but that's the most since, like, 1859 or something like that, right? Wow. It beat the 1923 nine times in a row, okay? Why does he keep going? I'm beginning to think losing floor votes might be his kink. <laughs> He's getting off on this. It's all in the new erotic congressional novel, Fifty Shades of Nay. <laughs> <laughs> now, why else? That's upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> why else would Kevin McCarthy keep doing this other than to make me happy? Because I cannot get enough of this. I don't know how the rest of y'all feel, but this is better than watching him lose an election. This is... I mean... Come on. It's better than watching him lose an election because you get to watch him lose three times a day for apparently eternity. It's fantastic. And I know that these are not the feelings that the Lord wants me to have about anyone. I will grant you that. And the Lord is free to stop me. But until the Lord comes on a cloud of glory and tells me personally not to feel happy about Kevin McCarthy getting repeatedly nut-punched, <laughs> every day is Christmas for Stevie. Because, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Okay, here's... Because here's a guy, and let me explain, Lord. Here's a guy who, right after January 6th, you will remember on the floor of the House that he wants to be the Speaker of, said that the President bore responsibility for that unprecedented murderous attack on the Capitol. And then two weeks later, he flies down to Mar-a-Lago to kiss the ring. And I don't mean... And I don't mean this one. He knew what he was doing was wrong, and he did it anyway for his personal political power. He made this calculation. I could do the right thing, or I could be speaker. And now he gets neither. Ten times in a row. Ten times. So far, so far, it profit a man nothing to gain the world but lose his soul, assuming he had a soul to begin with. <laughs> anyway, that's all I have to say on the subject. Okay, I'll say a little more. <laughs> At this point, he is offered to give away so much power that the speaker job itself has no meaning. So, what does he actually want? My guess, and this is kind of true, he's doing it for legacy, for his place in history, because, and this is a fact, the House of Representatives must acquire an oil portrait <laughs> of every speaker. Or, in John Boehner's case, a tasteful nude. <laughs> maybe. He looks good. He looks really good. Now, maybe Kevin's just desperate for that oil portrait in the speaker's lobby. Well, to end this logjam, to save democracy, I have personally commissioned an oil painting of Kevin McCarthy. <laughs> Bring it out, boys. 
Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Here's what we did. Here's what we did, and we absolutely did this. We went online to one of those AI art generators, and we typed in the key words that we kept finding in news articles about this impasse. Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House, and chaos. This is what the AI generated. Voila loser! <laughs> Honest to God. That's amazing. That's amazing. I think... I think... <laughs> I think this truly captures Kevin's je ne sais... Ah! <laughs> Here's your portrait, Kevin. We'll send this to you, and you can hang it up in your office, wherever that ends up being. I'm guessing the corner booth at Ruby Tuesdays. <laughs> After a couple of chocolate chip cookie skillets, you'll forget all this happened. And I do want to point out that based on this computer-generated portrait, when this is all over, Steve Carell's going to win an Oscar for playing <laughs> Kevin McCarthy. Steve. This is real. This is real. Now, as fun as this was uh, for America to see, and as fun as all of this chaos is for America to have, this is also terrible for America. The House of Representatives cannot begin its business until there is a speaker. That means no one's sworn in, no one's being paid, no laws being passed, no money for office supplies. It has led the Washington Post to wonder, does the House even exist right now? That's, that leads to a fascinating philosophical question. If Kevin McCarthy falls in the forest, isn't it fun to laugh at him? <laughs> Republicans. Wow. Thank you. Great. We gotta send that to him. We gotta send that to Kev. <laughs> Republicans are understandably trying to spin the inability to fulfill the most basic function of Congress. It's kind of a good thing. You described it as chaotic. And you can say that, but I, but I really think this is democracy in action. It's bad, it's uncomfortable, we don't like it, and obviously we want to get to business. But Jake? it's democracy. What looks chaotic and kind of seems counterproductive to many, it's actually in its own way refreshing. <laughs> chaotic, counterproductive, and refreshing? That could only be the great taste of cluster munch cola. <laughs> get some munch in your mouth. Cluster munch. All this dysfunction is leaving House members with a lot of time to kill. New members of the House can't be sworn in until a speaker is picked, which means all those families who came to get a proud photo op have now been camping out for days. It's gotten so bad that California Representative Jimmy Gomez had to make the Democratic cloakroom a baby-changing station. <laughs> and, and what gets cleaned up in there, Nancy Pelosi? The poo-poo. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Madam Speaker. <laughs> Gomez. Gomez even tweeted this photo. Oh, my God! Make the baby the speaker. His resume is just as real as George Santos. But... Dancing with that chicken. Dancing with that chicken. Dancing with that chicken. But the best had to be Representative Troy Nels from Texas who was seen outside smoking a cigar. And when asked about it, he said, they're mild to moderate, which is good, because they won't make you <laughs> your pants. <laughs> we fact-checked that, and that is good. <laughs> of course, 
Of course, it implies that he sometimes chooses a brand of cigar that intentionally <laughs> makes you crap your pants. You know, I've been smoking mild all week, but we're going on vacation now. Honey, pack my crapping pants. <laughs> we got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, Chris Wallace. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event details on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. I'm so pleased to have uh, this guest here tonight because over five decades, my first guest tonight has covered every major American political event. He now hosts Who's Talking to Chris Wallace. Please welcome back to The Late Show, Mr. Chris Wallace. I did not know you grew up on a dairy farm because you were milking that I was milking that. They do understand that I'm not Prince Harry, correct? I can see it. I can see it. You've got a regal gait. (laughs) You're imperially slim. Now, uh, Chris, it's so it's lovely to have you here, because who, who would I more want on, uh, on day three of Kevin McCarthageddon? Have you, you ever seen you, anything like this? As you called it yes. in your mo- monologue, uh, Christmas for Stevie. You, you, you could not be happier, could you? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, the country... Birth we, of my we children literally this. do this not have fantastic. one half of one-third of the government in operation. And for you... It is... Look at you. <laughs> you're just... You're just... Well, I just, it, just, it just says to me that there is such a thing as uh, a god who pays attention to people like Kevin McCarthy, who are overt hypocrites, who clearly sold their soul for political power and get nothing in return. It just makes me happy that there, that there is such a thing as karma. How about that? I have an interesting story to tell you. I came up on the train today oh, okay. from... That's the end of the story. No, from from DC, I'm gripped from so DC to New York. And yeah. when I got to New York, I happened to bump into Nancy Pelosi's daughter, Alexandra. And yeah. Alexandra, exactly. Yeah. Well, she's got other daughters, but it was Alexandra. I guessed. In any case, we both agreed this would never have happened under Nancy Pelosi because Nancy Pelosi had one rule, which was, if you don't have the votes, you don't go to the floor. So they, she simply would have said, "Well, the house is in recess. We're going to wait." that she would not have had 10 votes, which is what we're at as we speak right now. Right, and he's where lost you go 10. Down. And incidentally, there is yes. a possibility they may have to keep voting because they, Kevin McCarthy, may not have enough votes to adjourn till tomorrow. 
Right, because the Democrats wanted to keep going because... It's as, embarrassing Kevin McCarthy. And, 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 it's, and it's pleasing you. Me, exactly. And, and the anti-Kevin people want to please you. No, that's not true. No. But in any case, there are only 200 votes, so they may stay in there forever just voting over and over again. Is there... Is there uh, let's see. Is there an end game here? Do you think... He's got any plan because what more can he give away? They've reduced the size of that speaker's chair with all the things that he's given up. And he's like, I'll lop off anything to fit in that chair at this point. Well, and, and look, that's the real point. It's, at some point, we're going to get a speaker. And, you know, as bad as it seems right now, it's going to be forgotten what we went through in the first week of January. But there's going to be a Republican who's going to be running the House, and with all of the things that Kevin McCarthy has given away, can the House do anything? For instance, they're going to have to, at some point, uh, pass a budget to keep the government funded. They're going to, at some point, have to raise the debt limit or we go into default. There's every, if they can't elect a speaker, what makes you think they're going to be able to take the tough votes to actually keep the government in operation? We have to take a quick break, uh, but we'll be right back with more. Chris Wallace, stick around, everybody. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Right there, look at that. Is the host of Who's Talking to Chris Wallace, Chris Wallace. You, you've covered uh, politics for yes. 50 years, let's say? Roughly. Roughly, okay. Um, you meet the press, turn 75 oh, in November. And uh, you were one of its anchors. And I just want to remind people of... See, there this you is are. interesting. You thought you were going to embarrass me with that picture. I think some of them think, you know what? I, yes, it was a helmet head. Yes, the hair was a little long. But come on, guys. There's not nothing bad. embarrassing it, about that photograph. It's, incidentally, this is the funny thing. So they showed me this picture yes. beforehand. Your producers did. Look at the ties. The ties are almost identical. That, that is the consistency we, we, we want in, in a Chris Wallace. Who was your favorite person to interview in that, in that period of time when you were the host? The I, most memorable interview that oh, you did. Oh, without any question. It's easy. Richard M. Nixon. He came on wow. in 1987, or 88, I think, and it was Tom Brokaw, John Chancellor, and me interviewing Richard Nixon. And it was his first time he'd been on since before he became president, and certainly, obviously, since Watergate. And... One of the things I heard afterwards which fascinated me is that to prepare... 19, I mean, he's been thrown out of office. What are they going to do to him? He wrote down every question he thought we would ask and then wrote out in a legal pad every answer to the question and then basically memorized it. I mean, that was the kind of precision of mind. I will tell you one other thing about him. He made a bunch of predictions on that show. They were all really cogent. They were all fascinating and informed. They were all wrong. 
Every single one of them. Do you remember them. any of them? Like, what, what, what was he wrong about? Uh, he was wrong about who, a uh, Supreme Court justice. He was wrong about who was going to win the World Series. He, I mean, you name it, Richard Nixon was wrong. But he was smart. Did you believe him at the time? Did you go, like, oh, that guy really knows well, what he's talking about? Well, I don't know about. that I'd ever say I believed Richard Nixon, but okay. I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Now, you spent 20 years interviewing politicians on your Sunday show. Yes. Okay. And um, now you've got the, the new show going to its second season called Look Who's Talking to Chris Wallace. Well, it's actually not look. It's just who's talking to Chris Wallace. There's no look? There's no look. There's no look? It's just... It's not think, guess think, who's talking to Chris Wallace? Be, that, you think it'd be better as look who's talking to Chris Wallace? Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Well, maybe. I, maybe. You know what? We could, we'll probably spend a million dollars on marketing to sure. figure it out. But anyway, who's talking to Chris Wallace? We did 10 weeks. 30 guests, and yeah. we're beginning season two tomorrow with James Cameron uh, about Avatar. And if, what's fascinating is it's become a business story now, which is, is he going to make enough money to make Avatar 3, 4, and 5? And it looks like he is. How He's, much money? Do you, do you know how much money he has to make to, to do the rest? He says somewhere between a billion and a half, which is what he has made. Yeah, he's already there. And $2 billion. Have you seen that movie? Have you seen I that? have seen it. And what'd you think? I thought it was... Very good and a little long. <laughs> are you gonna Are you gonna say that to him? Or do you say that to him in the interview? I've already interviewed him, and uh, Did you say that? I said half of that to him. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just guess which half. <laughs> and and Hugh Jackman. Hugh, oh come on, Hugh Jackman. Those are, these are really good guests. Yes, these Chris are really Wallace. good guests. And next look week... Look who's talking to Chris Wallace. No, look, who's talking to Chris Wallace? But I'm, lo I'm saying, look who's talking to well, Chris Wallace. Well, I know, but it's... Yes, who's talking to Chris Wallace? Now, yes. can I bring this something up here? Yes, sure, go uh, ahead. The last time I was on the show... Yep. It was March 27th. I remember well. And CNN Plus still existed. CNN then. Plus still existed, and it was the day before our show... <laughs> Thank you, there was the one viewer of CNN Plus. <laughs> and... Uh, we, it was the day before the show was going to debut, and you and I had a conversation because I was talking about booking and how important that is. On air we were talking? Yes. Okay, yeah. Oh, yes. No, this exists. This is on tape, this Yes, it is. And okay. I said, you know who I really would like to have as a guest mm. is you. And oh, you right. said, yep. well, you know what? And you shook my hand, and you said, it's a deal. Great. Now, since then, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we have talked to his agent. We've talked to his executive producer. And we keep hearing... Well, his schedule is such. This is since last March that he can't do it. Now, look, you, you tell a few jokes in the evening. You ask a few questions that somebody wrote out for you. Your schedule is such that you can't come on and do... The band! The band has turned on you. You can't, you, you can't come you on for half an hour you know to... What? And I'll tell you what, we will change the name of the show to Look Who's Talking to Chris Wallace. Chris, it's a deal. <laughs> and we know what that's worth. 100%. You betcha. It's a T... It's, it's what I call a TV promise, Chris. <laughs> okay. You betcha. Did you... Now, would you ever want to do a Sunday show again? Because you were so good at doing the Sunday show. Why wouldn't you want to go back and do that? You get to talk to the newsmakers and everything? Because, one, it's Sunday mornings, getting up early. I did it for 18 years. Oh, yeah, you guys, you do that stuff live. Yeah, yeah, it's called I for, I forgot it's called we, news. Oh, yeah, we, we pre-taped. But, but pre -taped. you know, honestly, yeah? after 18 years of doing it, and, and like one week it would be, what, what happened in the Build Back Better 
build today as opposed to last week and the sure. incremental change. Exactly. To be able to sit down with a James Cameron or a Hugh Jackman or an Andy Cohen or, or an, an Ina Garten, Garten or, J or, or uh, Jane Fonda, who we're going to do. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you get real people in real moments and, and you have real discussions. And yes, of course, they've talked to their publicists, but it doesn't seem like they're just filled with, with scripting, uh, talking points. And, and the, you know, at a certain point, People forget the lights, and we talk for half an hour. People forget the lights, they forget the cameras, and maybe you get a real moment. Wow. Like well, you, you and I thing, are having what's right the first, now. What's the first thing you would want to ask me if I came on your show? Sell me, sell me, Chris. Why the hell did you not keep your promise back from last March? <laughs> what, what? Hey, hey, now wait a second. I didn't say I would come on in season one or two or three or four. Well, are you coming on in season two? Let's... Let's see how the show goes. Because I think you're never going off the air, Chris. I think I could keep this promise 10 years from now. That's how confident I am in who is talking to Chris Wallace. You got the name of the show right. Is that what it's called? Yes. I don't like that name. <laughs> uh, I will see you there. Where do you guys tape? Uh, well, right down at Hudson Yards. Ooh. Th it's 30... <laughs> It's a long is, way away, it is man. 20 it's a long blocks way. away. What? 20, 20, 20 blocks. blocks away. Season oh. two of Who's Talking with Chris Wallace, starring Stephen Colbert, starts tomorrow <laughs> on HBO Max and Sunday on CNN. Chris Wallace, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing: if you want to see more of me, come to the Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts.